Hello everyone, what the heck is up and welcome to the podcast. Welcome back if you're a returning listener. You're currently tuned into Practical Alignment, a podcast where we talk about all things metaphysical, mindset, manifestation, and spirituality. I'm your host, Katrina Macias. I'm an intuitive healer, a Qigong instructor, and a Simra practitioner. All your links to working with me and connecting with me are listed in the show notes. And don't forget to check out the direct link to booking a free consultation with me if you have any questions about my modalities or working with me in general. What is up? my lovely humans. (laughs) Did you miss me? I hope you missed me because you have been on my mind for so long, even though I've been ignoring you. I hope you missed me, okay? I know it's been three weeks since my last podcast, but these past three weeks have been a nut shell, I don't know, a whirlwind. It's been crazy. So I have needed some time to adjust and I'm very grateful that I've been given that time. And although I'm still not fully like, I wouldn't say I'm fully adjusted yet, I'm taking baby steps. So I'm very grateful for that. And part of these baby steps is hopping back on this podcast and just reconnecting with you all. So thank you for being here with me today. For this week's episode, we're going to be talking about processing anger, but before we fully dive in, let's play catch up and I will fill you in a little bit on my life. So if you listen to last week's episode, you'll know that I have just moved, which explains the hecticness around me. And a funny thing about myself is I have a very strong manifestation mentality and a really big aspect of that mentality is focusing more on the what you want and less on the how it's going to happen. But because I've trained my brain to think like this, I forget that the how it's going to happen is still part of the equation. Like the how is the physicality that you have to apply, the practicalness, the the physical steps that you have to do to align yourself with your manifestation. But sometimes I forget that it's still part of the process and it's the aligned action aspect. And in that how, there are sometimes, you know, bumps in the road. There's a piece of humanness that also has to be accounted for in the process that include, you know, integrating the new lessons, learning new experiences, trial and error, etc. It's not always picture perfect. And because of that, you have to make adjustments. You have to keep making those adjustments and overcome hurdles in order to continue to make aligned steps to still keep you on the same vibration of what you want to manifest. So it's so important that you don't lose sight of what you want and don't drop your vibration that is tying you to what you want to call in. And while this experience has been really stressful for me, like, this is these past three weeks have been really um, an integration process and kind of confusing and a little bit of a whirlwind. I'm really grateful and proud of myself for this progress. And something that I've really had to pay attention to is just continuing to check in with my vibration, continuing to check in to see if I'm still aligned with what I want and that I'm making those steps in order to still be connected to that. And this concept of tuning back in and checking back in with your frequency, seeing what you're aligned with, also reminds me of another point that I brought up in last episode in which I was reminded to stop putting so much pressure on every single decision that I make. You know, specifically with this move, I had a lot of pressure that this move was going to be the key or the answer to my life. But that's not the case. You know, nothing is going to be the key to your life. Everything is just a little puzzle piece that you're going to eventually 
eventually be able to put together and step back and see, you know, what you've created. But they're all just steps in the right direction, right? So just removing the pressure that every choice that you make, every single thing that you do has so much weight on it and instead just reminding yourself, just tuning in and checking in saying like, am I getting the puzzle pieces? Am I making the steps to eventually paint the picture that I want to have? So if you feel like things aren't necessarily working in your favor and that maybe things are working against you actually, I just encourage you to drop back into yourself and re-remind yourself, like ask yourself, what is it that I truly want right now? What are my desires and what do I want to align with? And can I maintain that vibration to still keep myself on that track? As I've re-emerged from quarantine, I've noticed how (laughs) difficult it's been for me to interact with humans again. Like when I was back home, I used to leave my house maybe once or twice a week. And that was like a big feat for me. And since I've been here, I have been out of the house every single day, nonstop, like either for work or just like doing errands, having to get stuff done. So I'm been like I've been around people even at work like I've been having to interact with so many people and I did not realize how not used to it I was like quarantine made me a hermit right and so re-emerging like it's just been strange for me to readjust to the energetics of all of that and I've noticed how important it's been for me to focus inward and and on my energy because for the first couple of weeks I'm still even learning this again like relearning this how to maintain my vibration despite my environment despite the people around me who are going through so many different things how can I hone into my own authenticity to my home space and not let the people around me dictate how I'm feeling. You know, it's been a challenge, but it's something that I'm still trying to learn. A huge piece of advice that has helped me through this adjustment comes from Miriam Hasna because I've been listening to her lectures. I just subscribed to a membership to get all of her classes, so I'm super excited that I get to integrate that into my life. I feel like I need it more than ever. But something that she reminds us to do is to first of all is recognize what your home frequency is like where is your base point where your authenticity stems from where you feel 100% safe in your own skin and you feel like like truly who you are and for me my home frequency I'm taken back to this memory whenever I go to the Philippines and I'm sitting at our beach house and I'm meditating in the sun and the waves are around me and I just feel completely in my power that is my home frequency and so when I do feel nervousness or tension or things around me affected by other people I try and tune back into my home frequency remind myself bring myself back in and just stay in that feel that and remember how powerful I am it's just a really helpful way to readjust myself and to just have a base point to where I want my energy to stem from. It is absolutely exhausting to keep adjusting your frequency to your surroundings. So what you want to do instead is be secure enough in your own frequency that the world instead adjusts to you. I've been connecting a lot more with my higher self and I've been starting to base my reactions on how my higher self would respond as well. So instead of just reacting from my conditioned human body when I have these moments of overthinking, over explaining, or people pleasing, I have a chance to step out of it 
and, you know, step back into my all-knowing wisdom. My higher self knows how worthy she is, right? She's an empress. She trusts in herself. She is so powerful. And so by connecting with her, it's a tool to align me with that strength instead of uncertainty. So when you start to behave like someone who knows their power and their worth and you operate from that level, your environment will start to shift to accommodate you. And the things that used to affect you will not have that much of a charge on you anymore. I was in meditation the other day and I felt really anxious and what I saw visually was that my angels and guides were placing the shield of armor, like this golden shield of armor all around my body. And at first I thought it was protection, but instead it was also just a huge reminder to like focus inward, turn back into yourself. So if you are feeling extra sensitive like me, I feel like it's not just me going through this, like this is happening collectively just remember your strength your gifts your powers your wisdom tune back into yourself and operate from there all right so with all of that said and done i believe we are ready to dive into our episode about processing anger let's talk about it so part of the reason that i didn't have a podcast lately is also due to the fact that i didn't know what to talk about yet so i sat and i asked for guidance and then i instantly regretted it because i received exactly what i was asking for i think that the universe very clearly wanted me to talk about processing anger because I have been triggered tremendously in these past weeks. It's actually nuts, but I understand that I was put into this topic. I I was forced to live through the experience of this topic so that I could actually speak on it through my lens of experience and through my own embodiment. So, you know, there's a silver lining to it all. The purpose of this episode is to help us build a better relationship with understanding anger, mostly because a lot of us have a strange and negative perception about having anger in the first place. So today we're going to cover what anger is, and I'm also going to be sharing experiences about how I help transmute my anger. So, what is anger? On a scientific aspect, anger is a response based in fear that you and your boundaries are being threatened in some way. Theories suggest that anger has historically been used as a mechanism for survival because as primates, we have used anger to fuel ourselves to protect ourselves from the things in our environment that threaten us. So to look at anger even further, I also want to discuss the emotional guidance scale created by Abraham Hicks. So the emotional guidance scale is a scale that measures the vibration of each emotion with the lowest vibrational feelings at the bottom and then the highest vibrational feelings at the top. And according to this scale, the lowest feeling vibrations of emotions that one can experience is powerlessness and depression. And that's at the bottom of the scale at number 22 on the chart. And on that same chart, anger is at number 17, meaning that if you are experiencing anger, you're still experiencing a higher frequency than powerlessness. So this makes a lot of sense in a way because when you feel powerless, you don't feel like doing anything. You feel just completely complacent. However, when you're angry, you kind of feel like you want to fuck shit up, right? There's a difference in those two different feelings. And I was listening to a discussion about anger, 
And Teal Swan also mentioned that anger is almost used as a protective mechanism in order to help stop us from feeling the lower vibrational feelings on the chart, like powerlessness. So instead of feeling powerlessness, we utilize anger as this sort of self-preservation instinct because when you're angry, you're not feeling the very lowest vibration, right? Like shame and guilt and unworthiness and powerlessness, all the feelings under it. So something else that I've noticed is that anger is also more action-oriented, which is in a way like why a lot of people use anger as a motivational source. Like I said, anger kind of gets you riled up, right? It focuses our thought and our attention to deal with our perceived threats and makes us want to do something about it, which can give people a surge of energy. However, too much or too little anger can be no good for you. It can be very damaging. And when we hold on to our anger, either by placing too much attention on it or the latter, which is trying to ignore it but still having it festering in our field, you know, bottling it up, we keep ourselves stuck at this low vibrational state. And by allowing anger to remain as a constant in our field, it can manifest not only as more triggering experiences, like via the law of attraction, because what you resist persists, but also it can manifest as physical ailments and disease. Actually, in Chinese medicine, anger is stored in the liver, and our liver is responsible for detoxifying our bodies and cleansing our blood. So when we hold on to our anger, we prevent ourselves from being able to release that stagnant energy and prevent ourselves from being able to detox properly. When we have imbalances in our liver and our bodies can't detox properly, it can lead to things like chronic fatigue, headaches, and vertigo. So... We are left with this question, you know, how can we experience a healthy amount of anger? If, if too much is too much and too little is too little, what is the right amount? And like most things, my response to that is we have to allow ourselves to feel our anger, validate it, and then release it, transmute it, transform it. It's really important that we learn how to allow ourselves to express our anger in conscious ways. And by that, I mean by not acting out in any ways that harm yourself or harm other people in the process, but also finding a state where you're not suppressing or invalidating your feelings. I know it might be hard for some people to connect with anger because society for the most part has demonized anger. So a good way to connect with your anger in the first place that I've found helpful for me is by just like sitting and thinking about the things that have pissed me off. It's very triggering for me and that gets me feeling angry right away. So just giving myself, you know, space to allow myself to feel it, that is very helpful and just giving myself permission, right? You know how like when you push things aside for hours and you try your best to ignore it, but it's just in the corner of your mind, just on a loop, and it keeps playing and playing and playing and playing? Well, you're not fully allowing yourself to feel that, right? You're just trying to shove it aside and your subconscious is letting it run on the loop. However, what I like to do with my anger is instead take it off that loop and give it front and center stage. Just fully allow myself to look at it head on and see the things that have pissed me the hell off 
and, you know, brace myself for the anger that's going to come, but know that it's okay to feel that way. And the next step would be to express your anger, right? Once you feel it, let yourself express it. Expressing your anger can be done in so many different ways, depending on whatever your body, your soul feels most aligned with. I would also say that expressing anger, for me at least, is very action-oriented. Usually when I'm feeling sad, I just sit there and cry. But when I am angry, I want to do physical stuff. Like, I want to rip things apart. I want to scream into my pillow. I want to roll on the floor and kick. And I will angry cry. I'll still cry, but it's more, you know, furious. (laughs) I want to punch pillows or, like, go outside and kick some rocks, like, or go on a run even, you know? However you want to express it is dependent on whatever you want to do. You just have to tune in and see what that is. But just ask your body how it wants to show up. But remember, don't harm yourself or other people in the process. And once you fully let yourself express your anger, you'll have more of an understanding of the underlying emotions that come with your anger that are laying underneath your anger, okay? Because remember, as we mentioned before, anger is utilized as a tool to prevent us from feeling the lower vibrations below it, right? It's more action-oriented. It gets you out of the lower feeling states. But once that anger is expressed and you've given it a space to be itself, the emotions underneath it start to expose themselves. They'll reveal themselves. So I'm going to share another suggestion from Teal Swan to help you connect to those lower vibration feelings. And I just want to say, like, remember, because anger is fear-based and it's a fear-based response that some part of you is being threatened, a great question to ask yourself after you've expressed your anger is what part of myself is feeling vulnerable? You know, you were once threatened, you're feeling threatened. So what part of myself feels exposed? What part of myself feels vulnerable? And then allow yourself to connect to that aspect of yourself that feels unsafe and at risk, you know? And then tend to that specifically, tend to that separately. And when you tend to that vulnerability and give it that care that it needs, you're taking so many more steps into healing just your anger. You're actually healing at the root of the cause and finding, you know, how you can love yourself more, what spaces of yourself you need to love more in order for you to feel less threatened and less at risk. And now I'm just going to share an example of how I recently processed my own anger. Like I said before, these past three weeks have not been all sunshine and rainbows for me. So I could feel it like festering and building up in my body. I could feel this anger just like residing in me. And so I wanted to give myself a space to let it all out. And so after a very long day, I decided that I would do that. And now I used to be afraid of expressing my emotions and my anger specifically because I was afraid that I would hurt other people in the process. And I'm just very mindful of how my mentality and how my energy can affect other people. And so the first thing that I like to do when I process my anger is I like to create a bubble or shield of light around me. And I do this because I don't want my expression to have negative effects on the people that it involves. Because I'm someone who believes that hatred and bad words, negative energy directed towards other people can create intentional or unintentional, you know, chords or just bad vibes around other people. So karmically, I just do not want to be involved with that whatsoever. So I create a bubble just so I can like set the intention that 
throughout the process of me expressing my anger, I don't want any of the things that I'm feeling to have a negative or adverse effects on other people. And that just gives me more space to truly feel my anger. So like after I create my bubble, I release the fucking Kraken, babe. Like I sit there and I go nuts. Like I'll scream into my pillow. Like that's what I like to do. Or I'll sit down with my journal and I'll just write away. I'll write away like a mad person. And I mean, I'm going to be honest. Like I talk absolute shit. Like I will say bad words oops <laughs> I'll say like I just like uh, and I'll do like I'll let myself feel it if you're angry at someone let yourself feel it I just no filter just let myself feel it in my little bubble <sighs> I'm getting riled up as we talk anyways so I go hard drop the f-bomb talk shit about people cuss people out you name it just let myself be open about it let myself feel it Okay, so the next thing I did after I released all that anger, like, I grabbed the paper that I wrote all my stuff on because I screamed and I wrote down stuff. Anyways, the next thing I did was I got that paper, I ripped it all up, and I ripped it into tiny pieces like I was a feral raccoon digging in a trash can, just like, with my teeth, I swear to God, like, I was just like, ah, you know, crazy. Like, I sometimes wish I was a fly on the wall, or I had cameras in my room just to see how actually insane I look. Anyway, so I ripped up that paper like a crazy person, and then I grabbed all the scraps, and then I put it in a bowl. And the reason why I, like, ripped up my paper was I just didn't want it in my space anymore, I didn't want that bad vibe energy in my room to continue to have a place in my life like I just wanted to release it so I ripped it up put it in a bowl and then I got a few pieces of sage because I'm a cleansing lovely lady <laughs> and I lit that shit on fire I went outside put all that shit in a bowl and lit it on fire I committed arson and the <laughs> and as like I did this I just watched the smoke rise up and transform itself. And I let the smoke, the anger, all of it just release itself with the sage, cleansing, releasing, letting it go, <sighs> clearing it from my space and just getting it the hell away from me and just recognizing like, okay, I felt you and now I'm letting you go. You don't have to stay in me, in my body, in my environment any longer. And as I burned these papers, I just instinctively began to recite the Ho'oponopono prayer. So for those of you who don't know, the Ho'oponopono prayer is a very powerful tool which helps me check out of my ego brain and it helps me step into a space of compassion. Ho'oponopono is a prayer that belongs to a system of ancient Hawaiian teachings and it's a practice that's meant to set things right. It's meant to correct things and restore them because it's a prayer of unity. So when you say Ho'oponopono, you are saying, I'm sorry, please forgive me, I love you, thank you. Ho'oponopono, I'm sorry, please forgive me, I love you, thank you. And doing this, saying this prayer, allows us to recognize our own responsibilities in creating wrongs. It helps us seek forgiveness and also express 
love, and gratitude. All of this is being done simultaneously. And I said this as I burned my writings because I recognize my own role that I played in order for that anger to manifest into my life, you know? And at the same time, I was also apologetic in recognizing the anger that I have caused other people in my lifetime as well, how other people have been in my exact same shoes feeling the same way about me, you know? I'm sorry. Please forgive me. I love you. Thank you. We've all been there. And I said this because I truly felt like it was, it felt good to do it. But I can recognize that sometimes when people are angry, the last thing they want to do is to express forgiveness. So I suggest that you only say this prayer if it feels authentic for you. But doing this, like I have learned, you know, in my perspective of life, that everything happens and unfolds in its divine plan and that we're all connected, right? So it just really helps me feel comfortable with releasing my anger and also see that I'm only limited to my perspective of my situations, you know, and that there's so many different parts of the puzzle, the layers to the cake, if you will, that have brought me to where I am. So it checks me out of my ego brain, helps me remind myself that everything in my life serves a purpose because it's in my life. And it also reminds me to not take things so personally, you know, it's just a really wonderful way to help humble me and release. So after all of this releasing, I decided that I wanted to refocus my energy. So this time I went back inside from lighting stuff on fire and I sat in my room and I began to write again. But this time I wanted to focus on the things that I wanted to call in because what I was previously doing was writing all the things that were on my chest that I just wanted to get out. All the things that annoyed me, all the things that angered me, all of my frustrations, you know. And once that was released, I wanted to refocus my attention of what I wanted more of in my life instead. So part of this process also involved me revisiting my vulnerabilities, right? The things that were brought up from my anger because I needed to recognize what I needed more of in my life in order to help me feel less threatened. What do I need more of to stop this vulnerability? I need compassion, right? What do I need more of to feel protected and less at risk? So I needed to pay attention to what I wanted instead to manifest in my life to help me move forward with confidence and step back into my power. And finally, I ended the evening by crying a lot. Surprise, who would have guessed that I would cry? Not me, not a very emotional Pisces, never. Anyways, because I was able to process my anger, I unpeeled some of the layers to my onion that were masking the pain that I was feeling underneath the anger, right? So in my situation specifically, I noticed that my vulnerabilities laid in my sense of feeling misunderstood because in that in the perception of me feeling misunderstood, I felt alone because I felt like if people didn't understand me, then I was isolated. So I began tending to that feeling of loneliness and isolation instead of my anger. I focused on what I needed to look at within myself in order to feel the opposite of isolation. What do I need more of? How can I nurture myself? How can I care for myself to replace that isolation with love, compassion, and togetherness? So I let myself feel that, tended to that separately, cried a lot, and then went to bed. And yeah, 
that's basically it, you know? The next day, the oceans didn't part for me. It wasn't like the whole world shifted because I let out my anger, but it did release so much in my body and it helped me not have to, you know, hold on to stuff so much. I was able to process my vulnerabilities, give myself so much more love, transmute that energy instead into compassion. And those steps really make so much of a difference. So the moral of the story when it comes to anger is create a space, observe it, let yourself feel it, and then release it, right? So we're going to end this episode with a quote that's apparently from Buddha. You can fact check me because some people say it's not from Buddha, but it's a good quote in general. I know we love to misquote Buddha, but this quote says, you will not be punished for your anger. You will be punished by your anger end quote. So pay attention to how you are letting anger in in your life, what platform you're giving it, how you're letting yourself express it, what power is it giving in your life, and what are you going to do to help build a better relationship with it. All right, everyone. Thank you so much for joining me for this week's episode. Thank you so much for being a part of my journey. It's been so lovely to join you again for this week, and I'm excited to see you next time. Bye!